Welcome to another episode of A Braver Brand, the podcast. I am your host, Kate K. McCarthy. I am so excited because this week, the last week of November 2018, can you even believe that? We are bringing you not one, but two episodes of the podcast. So make sure that you keep your eyes peeled for this Thursday for a very special November bonus episode. The best way to do that, of course, is to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. We are on Spotify now, Um, but no matter what, make sure that you keep your eyes peeled for this Thursday for a special November bonus episode. All right, today on the podcast, I am chatting with Lily Garcia, a fellow Pacific Northwesterner and a graphic designer for creative entrepreneurs who are really bringing their heart's work into the world and want to build brands that hold space for all of that magic. Y'all, each week as I edit up these episodes, I am just like so overwhelmed and so overcome with gratitude that I get to do this work, that I get to have these conversations. Lily is one of those humans on the internet who is truly doing business differently, and I'm so excited to share a conversation where we talk all things brand evolution, existential crises, of course, and why your work your work, I'm talking to you, is so damn world-changing and why it is so hard for us to see that world-shaking impact within ourselves. One of the things that we talk about in today's conversation is why we need to be doing our work in the world and why no matter how our work shows up, as a coach or as a designer, as a therapist or a masseuse, as a strategist or a website designer or a VA, no matter what, the work that lives in your heart needs to find its way to the people who need it most. Both Lily and I are so lucky to be able to support entrepreneurial humans in doing just that. And in this episode, we gush a little bit about the gratitude that we feel at that tremendous honor. But before we get to the meat of the conversation, I just wanted to remind you that there is just one more week to snag your copy of your big, meaningful workbook which comes with a bonus messaging guide and a private community of like-hearted entrepreneurial humans and weekly support from me to make sure that your creative project, service, or offering, that one that you've been envisioning for 2019, makes its way out into the world. Because truly, friend, your work is world-changing, earth-shaking, and so beautiful. And it just needs to make it out there. You can learn more about your big, meaningful workbook at katekmccarthy.com slash workbook. It's also linked in the show notes, as always. Doors close in just a week, December 5th. Make sure that you head to katekmccarthy.com slash workbook to snag your copy and join the community. All right, let's get to the conversation. Meet Lily Garcia. I am so, so, so excited to have you here on A Braver Brand because as we've talked about before hitting record, um, I'm like totally obsessed with your brand identity and everything that you share about what branding is and what it isn't and how to do it and how like maybe we don't even need it sometimes. And um, I just am so excited for this conversation. So welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm I'm super excited to be here also. Yes. Um before we like get into the meat of everything, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and what has led you here doing the work that you're doing? Yeah. Um so my name is Lily Garcia and I'm 
a graphic designer who helps creative entrepreneurs build brands that match the magic of their work in the world. And so I work with a lot of, you know, creatives who have a bigger mission behind their work, who um, are optimistic and believe that they can make a difference and their work is informed by that. And so, yeah, my passion is helping them create graphics that that communicate what they're about in a way that feels good to the people they're trying to reach and um, whose attention they're trying to get. And I mean, I'm a Latina business owner, born and raised in L.A., um, now living in the Pacific Northwest and like chasing waterfalls with my kid all the time. How did I not know this? How did I not know this? Where do you... Where in the Pacific Northwest are you located? I am in Salem, Oregon. Amazing. That's a beautiful area. Oh, we love it here. It's just it's it just feels so good to have green all around. I know it's heaven. <laughs> and, oh, it's just so good. Um and previous to this we lived in Las Vegas. So oh my goodness. Completely different um shift. Um, but yeah, it, we love it here. Yeah. So what has, how long have you been doing graphic design? And you and I had talked, like you had hinted a little bit that there's been a shift in your work. Um, where did you start and how did it get you here? Yeah. Um, so goodness, I've been doing graphic design for how long? Something, somewhere around... 10 years, a little bit under 10 years. Um, and, you know, I started kind of in the the typical career path of a designer, which is like working in marketing departments or um, creative agencies and studios. Um, and then after my daughter was born, I wanted to stay with her forever. Um, so, you know, I was, I was like, my goal had always kind of been to branch out on my own um, for many reasons. I mean, um, working as a designer, it, I saw how, how difficult it can be to work in an agency and how all the um, most exciting jobs in design also required just really long hours and um, just lots of sacrifices I wasn't willing to make. So... She was born and I was like, well, I, I don't know anything about business, but I'm going to try to do this. Right. Yeah. Um, and that way I don't have to like put her in daycare or do whatever. Cause it just didn't feel like the right thing for our family. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of branched out on my own. And as I said, I, I, I didn't know about business at all. I mean, like the extent of my business experience was like, helping my mom fill out invoices right? when she had her own business, right? And I just kind of got to, like, use the typewriter, and it was fun. Yeah. Um, it is fun. Oh, my gosh. I yeah, remember I was those like, days. Right? Yeah. <laughs> now it's just, like, automated. Ugh, it's boring at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, you know, since I didn't know what I was doing, I kind of – I got online, and I – you know, started listening to all the podcasts and reading all the blogs and following all the like, all the maybe not the biggest names in the online business world, but definitely the same kind of um, message. And so I was like, okay, well, this is what I need to do to have a business online. And um, I spent, I don't know, like the first 
the first, I, I think like the first two years of my business, um, trying to do all that, like putting out blog posts and trying to build an email list and trying to build a social media presence. And, and, and it, it just wasn't working. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? Like I'm, I'm spending all these hours, um, you know, in the early morning before my kid wakes up. Um, and you know, late at night when my kid is asleep to put out consistent content and like check off all those things that they tell you is what you're supposed to do to have a successful business. And like nothing was happening. Like money was like barely trickling in. And, and I was like, just what, what is going on? Um, so at the kind of around that time when I started realizing it wasn't really working, I also started um, finding people that were sharing a different perspective and a different way of doing online business. And so much of what they said um, just felt different in yeah. such a good way. Um, and it's actually a client that introduced me to like the first um, glimpse of it. And it kind of just like grew and spread from there. And, um, and that client is actually now one of my closest friends. So oh, I love that. that. That's that the best. Yeah. yeah. We like talk all the time and we've, you know, most of my clients are like kind of spread out throughout the country and even the world. And so like, it was so awesome. She came down into the area and like, we actually met up and we went on a hike together. It's like, Makes my heart so happy. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> the best, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, as I'm like listening to these new voices and kind of taking in a new perspective, like it all starts to make sense. Why, why this thing that I'm trying to do isn't working and, and also why it never felt really right for me. Um, so really it was, um, realizing, well, like two big things were one that I was like trying to sell branding through lifestyle, um, which makes no sense. And it always felt kind of gross to me. I felt like I was like, look at my life and how perfect it is. And, um, don't you want the same? Let me help you with your branding, which is like a completely weird. Um, one does not necessarily follow the other. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, I was putting out content out there, like expecting people to be able to make that jump. Like it was like it actually made sense. Now I'm like, I like no wonder it wasn't working. Um, but, you know, I had also. I had so I, I had created this like gorgeous brand for myself because mm -hmm. I mean, because I'm a designer. Right. <laughs> and I spent all this time um, working on it. Um, and like, I really like. I thought it was beautiful. I mean, maybe that's tooting my own horn too much, but <laughs> I have no doubt that it was gorgeous. <laughs> it was gorgeous. Um, and it also felt like a box. It felt like a prison and, and I couldn't show up with the things I really wanted to show up with. Um, so Which I were what, what were the things that you really wanted to show up with? I think that like your experience, like, so much of what you're saying resonates with my own journey. And I think so many people who are listening because for so many of us, like we have taken ourselves out of like the box of a nine to five 
job, right? And like promptly put ourselves in another box, mm. which is our brands. And then we can't move. We can't breathe. Um, so what is it that you wanted to do in the midst of that, if you don't mind me asking? No, yeah. Um, so the biggest thing for me was being able to speak about issues that I care about. Um, so, you know, like, it, it just always felt weird to have something happen in the news cycle and like have to show up on Instagram with, I don't know, like a picture of like the forest. It just, and like, just pretend like nothing had happened. It just, it, it felt weird to me. Like I couldn't just do that. Um, and at the same time I was like, well, I have this very polished, like very quote unquote professional, like look, um, how does this fit in there? Like, how do I, like it felt weird either way, right? It felt weird to share something and it felt weird not to share anything at all. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, there's this big part of me that I, that I feel like is being that I have to make smaller to fit into this brand I created for myself. Just like you said, like this box that I, I myself created. Yeah. Yeah. We just build ourselves another box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it took me quite a while to kind of process all this. Mm -hmm. And, and like, you know, I mentioned existential crisis before, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before you hit record. And I, I'm like, I just I went through so many of them, like in the span of a year. And, um, and at the end of it, I was like, this is not the business that I want. Um, I don't want to have to pretend to be somebody I'm not, um, just to get clients. You know, I, I have been doing things like considering whether I should change my name just to make myself more, um, just palatable to people. You know, I was like, maybe it's my last name like that just, and, and, you know, like all these horrible thoughts, um, yeah. that come from, from the systems we live under, um, and so, you know, at the at the end of all these existential crises, I, I, you know, I mean, there were lots of shifts and stuff in my, really my whole life. Um, and they obviously also had to show through in my business because it's so tied to who I am. Um, so, yeah, so I, I kind of took a few months to... Um, just rethink what my business is about, what my brand is about. And, um, and then of course, like what that would look like visually. Um, and that's kind of where I am now. Like I just, I launched it in the summer. Um, and just, you know, yeah, just yeah. put up my new site and my new business cards and, and I've kind of been exploring that and playing with it ever since. Um, yeah. How does it feel? Um, I loved how you described like the humans that you work with in terms of like they want their visuals to match the reality of what is living within them, right? And it sounds like you've created that for yourself. Like what does that feel like? Because I think a lot of us um, – experience that where like we have we create something like I said like we just make ourselves another box right like whether it's a visual box or in our copy or like the title that we call ourselves and then we feel like we're just like stuck there mm -hmm. and we can't change and we can't move and we can't grow <laughs> 
And so what does it feel like to be inhabiting a brand that feels like you? Oh, man. Um, The first word that comes to mind is liberating. Um, It just, it feels like I can be my full self um, everywhere I show up, right? I don't have to put on this mask of perfection or like, you know, even vulnerability can be so, um, I don't, like performative. Yeah. Um, yes. And oh so it gosh, feels like yes. I can actually be real. Like I can show up as my real self, like whatever that might look like. Um, and, uh, and even, you know, speaking of vulnerability, it feels like with my old brand, I, I felt like I almost like had to be vulnerable. Like I had to share all these things. And, um, and now I feel like there's better boundaries even around how I show up. Um, Interesting. Just a little like the opposite of what I would have thought. Um, but I don't feel like I have to perform anything. And that's probably where that comes from. I don't have to convince people that I'm a real person by oversharing things that I'm not ready to share. Yeah. Um, because it's already coming across in so many other ways. Um, so I don't have to like, I don't know, like um, bring extra attention to my humanity. Like it's already, it already feels like such a human personal thing. Um, I'm like getting really- chills over here. That is so beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, it just, it really honestly just feels like an extension of who I am. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not, um, but like, in a really healthy way with good boundaries and good, like, just, um, I don't know, relationship stuff. Yeah. Well, and I think that, like, the reason why vulnerability is so powerful, right, is because it has the power to connect us on a deeper level. But when it's performative, when like we are calling our lives for, like you said, like something to almost overshare in order to like, I don't know, create some false connection, like it can just feel icky and sticky and like we're not actually connecting with the people that we want to be connecting with. Like it doesn't feel, like you said, human. It feels curated. And curated vulnerability is not vulnerability. Right. It is just content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and that's one of my things. I was like, I'm done with like pre-scheduled vulnerability, right? It, like it doesn't even make sense. Like, oh, this is the post where I share my work. And then this is the post where like I share something vulnerable. Like, well, then it's not really vulnerable if it's like <laughs> planned out in advance. It just, it's stopped making sense to me to approach it that way. Yeah. So I think that there are a lot of people, um, and you know, for, for a lot of people, the, um, like you said, like maybe not the largest names in the online business, but like the, <laughs> a couple of levels down, right. From that, like we we know that those messages, right. We know what those branding experts and those, um, business experts have told us that we need to do. And that works for some people, and that's awesome. But maybe for those people um, like myself and you and I assume a lot of people who are listening right now, like what would you want them to know about human-driven 
branding and visuals. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I think the biggest, one of the biggest messages out there about branding is that, like, you need it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You need it to be successful. And you need it to be like this sparkling, glorious, like elaborate thing, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's gonna like magically solve all your problems and get you clients and all of that. And like, all of that, I just feel in my core and have been shouting from the rooftops like all of that is not true um you don't need branding to start a business and I like to um uh just ask people like what what their favorite like mom and pop restaurant is and Mm -hmm. and what does their branding look like like take a look at their logo take a look at their menu and it's probably not like fancy um, just like elaborate design. It's probably like something that they threw together in word and like somehow like pieced together. Mm-hmm. And yet they have these businesses that are part of the community that we keep going back to that, um, that are like providing for their families and, and they're doing fine, right? They've been there many times for decades, um, without the fancy branding. Um, yeah. So my biggest thing about branding is like, take a breath and like, chill out. Do you really actually like need it right now? Um, I think a lot of times branding can become a distraction for people. um, Because really, when you're starting a business, there's so much that not only that, like you have to learn, um, but so much like self-reflection that you have to do about like who you are as a person and what you want to create in the world. And like all these big questions can be so daunting um, that we kind of like look for ways to avoid them, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's such an easy way. The external stuff is so much easier to pay attention to than like the foundational work of knowing yourself. Right. Yeah. And branding is kind of like one of the funner ones, right? It's not like... Absolutely. um, yeah. It's not like, you know, you have to write a 10-part like sales funnel. It's like, oh, I get to play with colors. Yeah. And, and so it becomes this fun distraction that, you know, people kind of um go down that path sometimes to avoid like figuring out these bigger questions or like putting themselves out there in a way that's actually going to make them money, right? Cuz that's another one like asking for money is hard for a lot of people. Um and just like getting used to that takes a lot of practice and a lot of work. Um, but usually I'm like, if you're like, if you're in your first few years of business, like you should figure out how to make money first. Um, and then think about branding, right? Because you're gonna, you're gonna learn so much in those first, like three to maybe even five years, (laughs) depending on like what your path looks like. That, you know, the branding that you make with your initial ideas in mind um, can can just be completely wrong. Like three years down the line when you have learned so many new things about yourself and about the people you serve and about like your community and your place in the market. Like there is just so much that that we don't know when we start out um, and we have to figure out just kind of by putting ourselves out there and trying and like doing the actual work. Which is so much scarier 
than having a pretty website. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and having a gorgeous Instagram feed. But I think I've been feeling that same urge to shout that from the rooftops, right? Of like, like we think that we need all of these bells and whistles and like really the bells and whistles aren't serving us mm-hmm. the humanity and the connection and like being willing to be a little bit uncomfortable in the midst of all of that. Like that is what will serve you long-term and be sustainable. Like I think about it as um, like when you decorate your house, right? Like we have these pictures in our heads of like, what especially in the world of instagram right of like what a beautiful home looks like but like if it doesn't feel like us then we're Mm -hmm. constantly shifting things around like to get to know ourselves and what makes us happy and what kind of environment we want to live in like that's where you build your home decor from and i think that's where you build your branding from Mm -hmm. as well as that place of like knowing what actually expresses who you are and you don't know that until you know who you are Right. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I mean, I like to create brands that communicate something. And, um, and so, yeah, like we need to know what you want to communicate. Right. And, and it's like the big question, what are you about? Like, what is your work about at its core? Um, it takes a while to find that answer. It just does. Um, just like, you know, who is your work really for? Like, Well, this is kind of why I had to rebrand myself. When I started out, I thought I was going to work with like, um, how do I say it? Like super like hippie brands that, you know, like are all about just, I don't know, uh, organic and, you know, all of that. And that's all still stuff that like I believe in, um, but it's not necessarily what I want to center my work on. So when I started off, like that was my thing. And so I created my entire brand around my ideal client instead of really around myself. Um, and you know how I wanted to show up in the world. Um, I just created it around them. Right. Um, which is another one of those branding strategies that now I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not, (laughs) that doesn't get it completely right. Like, yes, your brand has to communicate to the right people. Um, but especially for, um, for, for those of us who are hmm, like working, like putting ourselves out there as ourselves and the work that we do is just personally tied to us as people, then, then your brand should be very much informed by you, right? It's different if you're like, um, I don't know, opening up a, pizza shop or right something more you know um where it has less to do with like what drives you and more to do with whatever you're producing exactly Mm -hmm. um yeah I forgot what track I was on but (laughs) no that's good how did you I mean I think that it is it's a combination right of like who it is that you want to serve and who you are but I think that the first the first person to pay attention to is who you are because your dream client may shift and change over time. You may have three or four different kinds of dream clients, but you will only have one you. Mm -hmm. And to know yourself enough to know like how it is that you want to deliver your work, what it is that you want to feel in your business and what it is like the kind of impact that you want to have on the world. Like those are the questions that we 
we need to be asking ourselves over and over again, do you find um, that now that you kind of have a brand that feels more like you, and now that you're creating brands that feel like your clients, um, do you feel like you're creating brands that can evolve with you? Or do you feel like a new brand needs to come with each separate evolution? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And um, I think that I think that it depends. Um, awesome. There, <laughs> I know that's a totally non-answer answer. No, it's perfect because I think that like that is what it is. Is like there are no, there's not one right answer, right? Like that's like the right, whole yeah. thing about this creative entrepreneurship thing. Yeah, which is frustrating. It's, <laughs> and it's different for everybody. Yeah, and everybody has to find their own path. Yeah. Um, So I have been creating some flexible brands um, is what I call them. Um, And that's usually, yeah, like when it's like very intimately tied to a person, um, to the person running the business. And um, and this is kind of based on how I created my own brand. I I I let go of the idea that I had to get it right, Mm. that I had to, like, get the answer that was going to stay with me forever. And um and instead, I just created something that I could kind of keep playing with. And so um, my current logo is like handwritten by me. It's just my name written out and turned into a logo. And um, and I gave myself like a full spectrum of colors to play with and, um, you know, fonts that could kind of change mood based on how I use them and like all of that. Mm-hmm. So that sort of brand right now is what I'm really, really excited to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's, it's, um, you know, there, it's exciting to be able to give someone like a solution that's going to grow with them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even though I just said like, you don't need branding when you're starting out, <laughs> there are some times that like just having something basic would help out. Right. Like I've met people who are like, writing out their contact information on post-its to give out as business cards. And I'm like, well, like a business card could help you actually. Right. Maybe um, a little bit more than that. Yes. <laughs> right. So I'm like, well, there must be like some way to also um, provide something for people who are at that stage. That's like just more lightweight and not so bogged down with all of the details and, um, and so that's kind of what I've been um, making for for people who are at that stage. Um, these like that. really super simple, like minimalistic, like literally like here's your really simple logo and like a bunch of colors that you can play with and like just setting them free to like go figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then you can play with um, your photo style and with like patterns and like, you know, whatever you feel like until you kind of find what makes the most sense. Um, because yeah, I think a lot of the stuff we don't figure out unless we're, we're like playing with it and experimenting and, and, um, and that's the thing with like very elaborate brands that they don't really give you room for that. It's like, this is what your posts have to look like every single time. And this is the template for like this other thing. And so, yeah, there's no room for you to actually kind of explore different things. And yeah, and to shift and change when you're in the confines of that elaborate brand is is hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, and you know, and there are other times when it does make sense to go the other way, right. For like a more established business and they already kind of know what they're about and they know like, um, you know, they've been doing this for a while longer and they already have those things figured out. Then in those cases, yeah, like we might dive into like a different process that creates a more, um, a more elaborate brand. But at that point, it doesn't feel like a restrictive thing anymore. It just kind of feels like, um, I don't know. It's like expression oh. of like what it already yeah. exists. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like they're just matching the graphics to what's already there and what yeah. they've already figured out. Yeah. I always, when I work with my clients, um, in terms of like how to show up a little more courageously with a little bit more bravery, like kind of stretch the bounds of their comfort zone, right? Like to do the thing that they know that they wanted to do for forever, but they've been pushing off for whatever reason. Like in terms of having a brand, whether that's visually or in their copy or their brand voice, like figuring out what it is that they need to have to feel secure enough to have something to stand on. So like what you're saying in terms of like a basic minimal brand, like if I know that I have this thing, that I have people to direct, I have a place to direct people to, like that's the bare minimum that I need to be able to then send a first email or post for the first time on Instagram or like start the podcast or whatever it is. Um, and as your business grows, like to be able to kind of create um, a home for that, as your business grows, not necessarily like to build this thing before it's even become anything, if that makes any sense. No, yeah, completely. And, um, you know, that's a trap that like, I tend to fall into myself the like, oh, I have an idea, I have to build it out. Right. As if it's already, you know, right. a thing. Um, yes. And, and yeah, like, it is harder to kind of step back and, and look at, um, what you actually need to just get started. Right. And which takes us back to the whole thing of branding as a distraction. Like it's hard to just start sometimes and to like try something new. And so, you know, you go out looking for distractions. And yeah. Well, and I think we look for certainty too. And like a brand feels mm -hmm. yeah. tangible, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that feels like some semblance of control. Mm -hmm. Um, when really like this, in my experience, like if you have a heart-driven business, like it's never going to be just one thing. Um, you're going to shift and change because as a human being, you shift and change. Yeah. And uh, so to allow your branding to grow with you, I think is such a powerful concept and not like, what do they say? Not put the cart before the horse. I think that's yeah. the phrase. Um, not put the branding before like the heart of your work. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, because that is what those kind of elaborate restrictive brands can turn into. It's, it's, um, it's so much that it can't, it can't grow with you and it can't change. And as a person who is committed to, I mean, you know, like it's almost a cliche now that um, business is like self-development Right. <laughs> right. So you're going to grow um, if you're in business. Like it just, it's what happens. Um, and so, yeah, like for your brand to be so, so detailed that it leaves no room for that growth to naturally 
maybe not, maybe it won't keep you, it won't keep it from happening, but it could keep it from like showing up in the world in like a, in a resonant way, Mm -hmm. in a way that makes sense to people. Um, A lot of the like popular thinking around branding is that curating is going to help people make sense of who you are, right? Like, what do I even look to you for um, type of thing? Um, and, and there, there is truth in that. Right. Sure. Like you do have to have a clear message. Um, but it gets to be a both and kind of situation. Exactly. You get to curate and bring your whole self into that curation, right? (sighs) It doesn't have to mean that you make yourself smaller to fit into your brand, um, that you quiet parts of your soul to fit into this, into your brand. Like Mm. that's not how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be the other way around. The opposite. Yeah. 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 That by having this container that communicates something, you're then free to be able to like be fully expressed within your brand. I think that that is so beautiful. And I think, um, Oh no, I had something come to mind and then it went away. That's okay. Um, anyhow, (laughs) (laughs) that's all right. Yeah. I think that that's a really beautiful, um, and true concept too. And I think this is what it was. It came back. I think that in the world of online business, um, there's like a pendulum, right? That like swings back and forth. And we went really, really far into the land of like, automation and systems and curated brands. And I think that we're moving the other direction where people are craving connection. They're craving brands that say what they mean. They're craving like a little less curation and a little more heart. And there are creative entrepreneurs out there that like that is who they are. And if they can have the brands that allow them to do that, ugh, world-changing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it's um it's world changing to be able to show up as yourself mm-hmm. um and and to not have to play a role, to not put on a mask. Um just showing up as ourselves can be such a world changing act, right? It can be inspiring to so many people. It can I mean, it starts to shift things when we stop playing these roles that we're told we're supposed to play um, and just start showing up as who we actually are. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, you know, when you pair that with graphics, to me, it's like that's like my my perfect job Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I love graphics. And and for a while, you know, I was like, well, I want to you know, there's this big part of me that wants to change the world. And I'm like, but I'm just making graphics. Like, what do I do? Um, maybe I need to like go back to school and like do a different career and like be a lawyer. Or uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because that's not the first time that happens to me. Right. I thought I should go be a midwife right after giving birth to my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, like I, you know, thankfully I didn't um, get myself in more student debt. Right. <laughs> and instead I was like, wait, like, and it took, you know, talking this through with several people and, um, doing some reading and some like introspection. Um, but you know, eventually I was like, well, this, 
like just graphics are world changing. They yeah, can they be like every movement ever to like ever accomplish anything has had graphics around it. Um, Absolutely. They communicate so much. Yeah. Yeah. And so just, and that's essentially it. Like it's just visual communication and communication is so important to making change happen. Um, and yeah, so just doing it visually and helping um, small business owners who are doing like, who are doing things differently and who are taking a stand for things. And I'm like, that's, I'm, I'm like, I see myself as helping them um, change the world. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we always question, right, especially in this time of where we kind of need everyone to show up, right? Like mm. we're living in this time where the the news cycle is, it's, I don't know, things are being revealed, right? And like, it can feel like as creative entrepreneurs, whether it's graphics or websites or copy or, I don't know, coaching or like, I don't know, whatever it might be that it is that people do, um, that it can feel so small. But like when we show up and we do the work, like that is in itself like transforms the world in small ways, maybe, but also like allows other people to continue to do their big work. And I think that that's your, your graphics and helping somebody to communicate the heart of who they are and what drives them and what they want to be known for and all of that, like helping them communicate that is helping them get their work out into the world. And I think that we diminish our own impact by thinking it's small, right? Um, So I love that you were able to reframe that for yourself. Yeah, you know, and like I said, it it took a lot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a few existential crises, you know. Yeah, you know. It's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) But it is something that I remind myself often that that this is is world-changing work, right? And it's funny because I don't struggle to see, like, you know, you mentioned coaching. Like, I think coaching changes the world. Um, and, and so many of those other, um, you know, the clients that I'm working with, I'm like, they're doing massage and massage is changing the world. It can, it totally. Um, and so, you know, then kind of working on applying that to my work as well. Um, because if I can see it in others, um, yeah, that means like it, like it's in me too. Yeah. Um, but that can be. It's so hard to see in ourselves. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so hard. Um, well, thank you so much for this. As we kind of wrap up, as you know, I have a couple of questions that I always ask my guests, um, and they're my favorite. Um, and the first one, of course, is who or what makes you feel your bravest? Yeah. Um so, I mean, kind of tied to this whole conversation, um, showing up as my whole self mm. makes me feel my bravest. And um, it's something I'm still learning to do and figuring out, um, you know, how to not make myself smaller or not um, making myself assimilate to dominant culture. Um, it just, um, when I'm able to show up from a place of um, fullness mm-hmm. and put that stuff aside, um, that's when I feel the bravest. 
That is so beautiful. Yes. I like welled up as you were talking. I think that that's that's the bravest that any of us can be is to be the fullness of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And where can people find you, learn more about you, get their little, you know, little slice of branding if they're just getting started or create something that is like from their heart with you? Yeah. Um, uh, my website is lilygarcia.com. Um, keep it simple. I love it. Keeping it simple. And really the only like other place I'm at is Instagram. And I'm, um, oh man, what's my Instagram handle? I'll find it and I'll link <laughs> it up because I follow you. you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Lily Garcia Design. Okay. Um, <laughs> but It'd be good to double check. I, I will do that. All of those links will be in the show notes so that people can find you. Um, and I just am so grateful for you being here and like speaking. Um, a lot of what you've been saying is stuff that I've been mulling around in my own head. And it is so cool to see somebody doing the branding work, the visual work that is like so different from what so many um, people are doing online. It feels like a breath of fresh air. It feels like when I meet you on Instagram, like it's you. And I I trust people who show up as themselves because yeah. um, that's who like that's who we all need to be carrying our work forward, I think. And um, I'm grateful for this conversation and the just like the the rawness and humanness that you bring to business is very refreshing. Thank you. Hearing all that makes my heart so happy. Thank you so much for listening to A Braver Brand. To find more resources, show notes, and exclusives, head to www.katekmccarthy.com. If you loved this episode, make sure that you subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And while you're at it, leave a rating and review. Our work relies on listeners like you, and we're grateful each and every time you spread the word. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to us since day one, you know that I am all about Instagram. Come find me at Kate K. McCarthy and then reach out and say hi. I adore you already. Thank you to everyone who makes this podcast possible. A Braver Brand is produced by me and my slam bang behind the scenes team. Catch you next time.